Hey everybody, Jamie Kelly here. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Season 3 of The Approximate Podcast. Be sure to join our Patreon for only $5 a month to see all of Season 3's episodes in full HD video. That's patreon.com slash approximate podcast. If you're already a patron, thank you so much for your support. And to everyone who's tuned in, we love you all. And now, on with the show. Kitty, fucking stop it. God damn it. Fucking cat. Yeah, you. Oi. <laughs> Scrapple. Stop it. All right, cut. We're done. Fucking cat. God damn it. Jesus Christ, as I live and breathe, it's Domino Presley. The legend. Hello. <laughs> How you doing, sweetheart? Good. How are you? Doing fantastic now that you're here. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, uh, Thanks for coming. Of course. I haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get there. Always a busy schedule that you've made time at all is just, thank you so much. Absolutely. For you, anything. <laughs> <laughs> you just came off set. Yes. How was it? It was amazing. I was shooting for my OnlyFans. I had um, my photographer doing a bunch of stuff, and I did a bunch of customs, and I did a three or four like different scenes. Productive day. Yeah, very. So you have like you have a whole team that uh, takes care of this stuff for you. Well, I just have Rudy who does it for me, and then sometimes I'll have like some people who edit for me. But lately, I've been editing myself because I need that creative outlet. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like editing music, or so like if you. Edit music, you can edit video, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. What's your experience with music? Um, okay, so before I transitioned, I made music, like kind of like pop R&B dance type of stuff. Um, and I edited it. I recorded it and edited all of it in my uh, closet, like it was self-taught and everything. And then now I'm in a girl group, um, and we make music all the time. And so before we even go into the studio, we're editing constantly, like, and recording ourselves at our own homes. And one of our girls lives in Atlanta, so, like, we have to constantly do do stuff at home to make it work before we even go and waste time in the studio. So I'm super interested. I'm a musician of 28 years, and I – Primarily a bass player, but Hell guitars, yeah. accordion, you know, vocals, keyboards. I just speak in bass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you said you said bass, so you're a bass player? No, no, I, no. I said I speak in bass. I just have a deep voice. <laughs> oh, oh. My bass is my voice. <laughs> that larynx is just dropped. That's all. <laughs> well, when when did your interest in music spark? And like like, like when did you start getting your when did you start getting your hands dirty? Um, not until like, okay, so I was always creating little girl groups and then pre-transition, I was like the boy and the girl groups. And it was always like a three member, very TLC vibes. Um, and then when I got into high school and started realizing I can actually make stuff myself at home, like Max, like Mac computer started offering more stuff like GarageBand and GarageBand is really where I started to like, I taught myself everything. And then one day I had, um, what was it like laryngitis or something like that thing where you get really like, your, mm-hmm. and so my voice was like extra deep and I was like, oh, let me like let's, let's do some vocals on this. And that's kind of how it started. And I was like, yes, do some deep sultry vocals. Yes. Nice. It's a song <laughs> called Life Off the Pole and it was about a stripper. Hey, there you go. <laughs> so is your, like, is your experience, um, 
like sample based stuff? Are you programming drums? Like uh, mostly deep, sam- those deep dive. Into like it. making the music was sample based stuff, and yeah. then like uh, the little the little clips of beats that you could put the little samples you could put together, and then build an entire song on like GarageBand. And now like what I'll do is I just <laughs> I'm lazy, so I'll just go on YouTube and I buy the music off of like young artists who are selling their stuff. Like I search for whatever I'm looking for, and then I spend hours of going through different songs, and then if I like certain beats, I contact them or they'll have a link to buy it and I purchase it right away and then I start writing to it and then I write all the stuff for our girl well not everything but most of the stuff for our girl group a lot of it not most and that's the girls right yeah the girls G-U-R-L-S so I want to hear about this because as you talk about this I'm probably going to bring it back to other questions tell me about the girls the girls are a three-piece transsexual girl group um we're the first girl group trans girl group with original music you make bangers uh yeah (laughs) what kind of music is it i think i know (laughs) (laughs) it's like pop and rap and dance and like it's i don't know it's we're we um Alyssa always says that we are the genre like there is no genre we are in we are the genre Alyssa's the other member. It's just a bunch of 808s and tucking. Yeah, (laughs) kind of. Actually, yes. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so what does that world look like? Uh, You guys play live? Yes. Right. We're actually about to go on like a little mini tour next month in October. Am I allowed to say what time month it is? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Next month in October, um, we are doing... Chattanooga College, like their pride thing. And then we're going to Atlanta. We're doing three shows in Atlanta. Um, our first concert, like full concert, is in Atlanta on the 14th at the main stage on the Coca Cola stage in Piedmont Park. Saucy Santana is also performing. Um, and then we're going to fuck New York City and we're performing at some like drag competition. You're going to fuck so New York City. That's I what mean, I heard. I, <laughs> what I heard. Audience? New York already fucked me. I was say, have that already happened? I don't know. New York <laughs> fucked me and I got PTSD. <laughs> How long is your set? How long can you guys play? And what kind of venues and like shows? It's just going to be a 30 minute set. So it's like a smaller set. concert. Um, and it's, fuck, there's like six songs that we're doing. It's a huge melody. Maybe it's more than that. It might be seven. It's like a melody. And then Alyssa does all the mixing for it. I see. What Like, how large is your repertoire? Like, how many songs do you guys have? I think like 20. Just oh, okay. Like, yeah, no, like not mine. So you can fill an hour if oh, you yeah, needed to. Yeah, if we needed to. Oh, okay. And then we have like a couple covers that we're working on. But like, I don't want to do covers. I want to do original music. <laughs> okay, well, uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about there. First of all, what are the covers that you may or may not like? No, I love the one that we like. The one that we have right now that's for sure that we're opening a concert with is um, If You Can't Dance by the Spice Girls, just because it's for gay pride. Yeah. And it has a rap part in it, it has a singing part in it, it also has a Spanish part in it. Our band is mostly, or our girl group is, they're both uh, Mexican, so they speak Spanish constantly, not constantly, fluently. And it's a lot, it's a huge part of the music as well. It's purpose driven. So that, yeah, we can get that one a mulligan. But you don't like the idea of generally doing covers. Why? I like doing covers here and there, but like I don't want to make an entire album out of covers. And also the last, uh, the first, the original girl group, trans girl group, uh, the Secret Girls, they mostly did covers. And the two other members in my girl group are former members of the Secret Girls. So I'm like, as long as we need to step as far away from that as possible, not that that's a bad thing. 
But when we can write our own music, we should be able to. Yeah, yeah. Make your own history. Yeah. Repeat history. Absolutely. I feel like this is the first time I'm allowed to be chatty. Sorry. No, chat all you want to. I remember um, the Tia Awards before last. I know last time y'all performed too, but the time before, it was the first time y'all performed. Or is this is you and Alyssa, I think. Yes. And I ended up editing that year and I ended up cutting y'all together. And that was fun. Just like getting all the stuff together at the very first of it. It was called Daddy. Yeah, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Alyssa and I have known each other for, God, since before we transitioned. So we go way, way back. She knows me when I was making music as a boy. <laughs> nice. So I'm interested in, like, the the roles. It's a three-piece. Yes. Okay. So who does what in the band? Outside of, like, you know, shaking your ass on stage, who does what in the band? We're just three musicians, like, singer-vocalists. I was going to say, so is it fair to even, like... Call it a band? I would call it a girl band. group. Call it a girl group. Yeah. So, essentially, who does what? I'm the rapper and I write a lot. And then Alyssa is the vocalist and she writes a lot. And then Raquel is our singer and she writes every now and then. Raquel, um, Buddy Ra- Wood's wife. Oh, Raquel, shit. I was, oh, I was wondering oh. who the last person yeah. was. I couldn't remember because she wasn't in the, the, the first, the daddy one y'all did. Right. She wasn't she in wasn't the original year, lineup. Though. Yes. Yeah. She's our new member. And then we also had uh, Eva Maxim doing uh, her song that year, too, last year too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Is there a song that you're meaning to promote or really, I just want to know what your favorite song is. My favorite song that we are doing right now is Woof, but the song that will be coming out next is Chirp and it's about like broke boys. Oh, it's really about hobosexuals, not homosexuals, hobosexuals. Like we literally, it's literally. Back it up. What? (laughs) What is Hobosexual, like I'm, I'm, it's mostly men. They're like men who will literally, like they don't have. They're usually straight, but they'll sleep with anybody so they have a place to live. Oh. Hobo, sexual. So a surfer. Kind yeah, of. but he's fucking but you. Offer sex. He's fucking you to stay <laughs> in your house. Yeah, he's fucking you and all of your friends <laughs> to stay in your house. Uh, is is how, he good enough to do that? <laughs> now, is that... I, I'm old. I don't know what the cool things are. Is that different from a fuck boy? Is that... Well, a fuck boy doesn't live with you. Oh, they don't. I mean, maybe they do. I, like, anybody can be a fuck yeah. boy. Oh, I see. But a homosexual is like literally like it's a straight guy that will live. He will sleep with a gay man so he can live in his house. Oh, he's gay for pay for a house. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> he's gay. For, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the the song that you're promoting, I want to put that in. And then is the other one that you said, is, is that still like in production? No, it's like it's done. Oh, it's done. Mm-hmm. Is it like avail- publicly available? Not yet. Not yet. It will be by the time this comes out, though. Um, is there going to be like an album or is there already an album? There will be an album. It's in the works. We were going to originally have an album out already because we had enough music for it. But then I was like, can we just wait and like take more time, make sure we love it? So we ended up re-recording two of the songs because we're more comfortable in the studio, especially Raquel because she was new when she came in. So like now she's she's one of the most amazing singers I've ever heard. So she's actually able to do that in the studio now that she's more comfortable with everyone. Nice. It's good. Got some pipes in the group. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Somebody. It's not going to be me or Alyssa. I mean, it could be, but it's not going to be. <laughs> you compared editing music to editing video. What's your experience with editing video? Well, I have to edit my own OnlyFans a lot of times if I don't have somebody else do it. Um, but I actually enjoy the creative process of editing my own videos. I like to make it look a specific way. Um, and more my own like style because I feel like a lot of porn is very like uh like very bright. Hmm. It's very very bright, mm-hmm. and I like High to make key. yes, I like to make things moody. 
Sure. And also, I used to edit music videos <laughs> for like small rappers. Really? Mm-hmm. Like that's interesting. Boyfriends. So, like, okay, so you're actually you're in as far as like editing stuff. Where, like, I wouldn't know what. Where they did that passion come from? Yeah, that you're not only talking about editing your own stuff, but just, you're helping people out. Yeah. You're a creative. You're real creative. Like, oh, absolutely. I'm more like of a creative person. Like, yeah, yeah. I do art. Like, I, I used to paint when I was younger. <laughs> Hell yeah. I sketch all the time. All my gowns that you see, I design. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> I design and I send to my, um, he's also a designer, I, but he also sews all of them for me by hand. Um, this boy that I've known since middle school. And that's all of the gowns from the TEAs? Mm-hmm. They are yeah, higher. We, like I'll sketch, <laughs> thank you. I'll sketch them out and I send it to him and then he makes them. Nice. Or he'll, like if I, last year I think he just did it himself. Oh, nice. I was like, I was like do whatever you want. It was my favorite one. Yeah, last year's was, yeah, it was hot. I liked it. Thank you. How'd you get your start in this industry? Because this is an industry podcast. So I want to know, like, dive deep, dive deep, talk about it. When and how did you find yourself in this business of show? In 2009, I was a hooker and, uh, like, on the internet. And it wasn't like. So this... you started as a, a sex worker? Yeah. Oh, well, like like when I literally on my 18th birthday, when I was a boy, the first thing I did was like on my birthday, I went and shot a porn. <laughs> really? Yeah. Never came out. Not a great experience. Like <laughs> lots of trauma was there after oh. that. Like and then, but then like I transitioned and I was like, oh, this is who I'm supposed to be. And then I was like, yeah, bitch, try me this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was 2009 and I was an escort. Things weren't really safe that way. And I wanted to be able to make more money to be able to afford the surgeries that I wanted and being um, a hooker in Atlanta was not ever going to, like, that was too much saving. So I thought being a porn star, you were going to be, like, super rich and all this other shit, like, the same shit, the same stuff everyone thinks. Sorry. Hit the brick wall. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. And then I was like, oh, everyone that you think is rich is struggling. Um, And then I I didn't struggle so much. Did you have any kind of like previous job experience? Was there I'm, I'm, like before I'm being searching, an escort? I'm searching for the drama. I'm searching for that story, that hero story of I was working, I hated it, and then all of a sudden there was this. Oh, I worked all the jobs. This uh, I transition. I transitioned during a time when there was not jobs for trans people. So like when I transitioned, you could be. On Jerry Springer, did that check. You could be a drag queen, did that check. You could work at Starbucks, didn't pay enough, wasn't going to do that. Um, or you could be a hooker or be a porn star. That was it. Like, you, we weren't in public unless you were super passable. It, sorry if that offends you. That's something that we had to go through back in the day. That was a badge that we fucking wore. That was like, you were either passable or you got killed back it's in the true, day. It's true. You, like, yep. if you weren't passable, you only come out at night. Mm. Um, or you go to gay bars and gay restaurants. So I transitioned during that time period. So then I auditioned to be on this drag show that's out that's very popular. They were uh, doing season two of RuPaul's Drag Race. And at the time, they were not taking trans people. They did not tell Mm. people that, though. Um, And then it was down to me, Nicole Page Brooks, and Kylie Sonique Love. They asked me if I would detransition to be on the show. And I said no. Oh, that's rough. And so Nicole and Kylie were on the show. Not saying like they didn't deserve it more than I did, but like then they were the two from Atlanta that was on the show. And so I was like, bitch, I'm going to get famous my own way. And also the boyfriend that I was with said you would probably 
be good in porn. So then I started doing porn and it was kind of like a, like a, I'll show you thing. Was it about chasing fame? Was it about, or? No, it was about chasing money to be able to afford my transition. It was about chasing something where I would be celebrated and accepted. Like we weren't ever going to back then, we like the mindset was we were never going to be famous for our transness. I wasn't going to go and live like a stealth life my whole fucking life. I had done that. It was so obnoxious to be around straight people and sit there and like, oh, can they tell my my voice? Like policing yourself constantly. You can't laugh in front of them. You can't taxing. cough in front of them. Yeah. Oh my god, taxing. it's obnoxious. And like doing this for what them? Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah right. No, yeah, exactly. no. Exactly. I'm not dubbing myself down to be boring ever again. Um, and porn, I was celebrated. Well, we were celebrated. And also when I looked at the porn stars that were around at the time, I was like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. There one- was like no one back then. There was yeah. like five of us. I was about to say, yeah, you're like one of like the original type of like, uh, you know, matriarchs that I kind of came out that. of porn. Yeah. What year did you start? I shot my first one in 2009, but it came out in 2009, January. Yeah. yeah. So I shot it in 2009, December. It came out in January. At 2007 over here. So we're, we're coming yeah, out I was right gonna around say, yeah. I was era. telling him earlier, I was so excited to do this with you because you're from the same, like, you know how much it's changed. It's, oh, my God. The world is so different compared to how it was. Oh, God, girl. The things... It's so easy for them now. Like, and I hate sounding like I'm saying that. I know. I have that. I have that little I, they, thing in me. They I have get it. no it, idea. Like, their shit. Like, they're so, like, they go to all these award shows and it, like, I'm like, cool, you go do that. But you know, these people used to not let us walk the red carpet. We used to not be allowed to go on that stage and accept anything. When you and I started, we're only two different, like, two years apart. But when you and I started, we were at, and I've said this on previous episodes of the podcast, we were at that, like, crossover where being a trans performer was akin to being a circus freak. Yeah. You oh, know? absolutely. And like we, you and I, we like started where it started to gradually become something that was legitimized. Yeah. But we were very much like, and that's that's why we got to make some money because as as much as like, we were already like on top of, I know how this is going to go. I'm a real person. I'm legitimate, but we had to put our foot in the door by the powers that be saying that, well, no, actually, we're hiring you because you're a novelty. Right. You know? And. But I only put up with it so long before I was like, yo, you got to change the name of the shit or I'm not doing it anymore. As soon as I got. We some, also went through that. Yeah, as soon as I got some too. fame, I was like pulling, I was pulling that string. I'm not shooting for you unless you change your name. I'm not doing this unless you change the name of this. I'm not working with you unless you stop calling us this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And well, not, not saying I'm the only one. No, it's it happened all around of us to do it. Like 2014, but like, 2015. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was around yeah. then. There was a gradual shift towards legitimacy and we're still kind of fighting it oh absolutely we're still kind of fighting it. and we're kind of like going back a little bit yeah we're going bit. backwards a little bit <laughs> all the performers kind of got a, a sense of autonomy for a while there. like even when i got in in 2012 like i i we still were you know there's still slur names and all mm-hmm. that shit all that stuff changed around 2014 2015 um just a bunch of people's efforts um and like saying okay well hey we're not gonna do it anymore unless you're gonna you know change the name or you know like of course, the whole SEO thing came up and all that. You know, we talked about that with uh, Crystal on the show, and she was a little bit, she was able to give us a little bit more insight in that. I love, a huge part of the change is also due to Crystal, oh, and it's absolutely. amazing that it yeah. took a, a woman to do it. Yeah. Well, she's kind of like, like our, queer, our, like our industry a, a rainbow person. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my absolutely. God. I always yeah. say that. You're the fucking God. 
Yeah. You're the godmother of trans women. <laughs> this industry, you're the one watching over all of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. What we're dealing with here is we're just talking about what it is to live within the like trans community mm-hmm. and adult entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And it could have gone south or could have stagnated so hard if it wasn't for the fact that somebody like Crystal that could like advocate look past to the business. soft to soften yeah. the edges yeah. in a male dominated industry like in a, a male gaze dominated industry mm-hmm. i can't overstate how important crystal is mm-hmm. she also knows that people are going to listen to her before they'll listen to us so she'll be the one that relays the message for us often and i'm like i'm grateful yeah. that she uses her Ability for that. She's a friend for the friendless. Mm-hmm. She's a voice for the voiceless. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. like, you might have concerns. You speak to Crystal. She'll be out loud about it. Yeah. You know, she, she'll, she will, in, like, affect change. You know? Come on, Crystal fan club. Again, uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, look, we, we poured a shot. Uh, here's here's one to Crystal. Yeah, here's, one to Crystal. Crystal is- here's one to Crystal. KFC. Cheers. <laughs> I just had that. That was horrible for radio. <laughs> yeah, it was. What was the KFC joke there? I didn't get it. Crystal fan club. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we were talking about chicken. I did for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> like, this fucking idiot. <laughs> and my brains don't work all that good, okay? Mine doesn't like ever. I'm always stoned. Sorry. <laughs> this has been a great time so far. Um, so I think... I mean, we're almost we're almost halfway through, oh and there's God, like, so well, are we there's done? <laughs> so much more to talk mm-hmm. about. Can we talk about my scholarship real quick? Please, let's <laughs> do that. Let's... Speaking of Crystal, absolutely, it's a good way to segue. Uh, so Crystal was kind of like she, when she was getting accredited for all that stuff. We were talking a lot, um, texting, and I was. It was right before I got divorced. I was in a situation where I was extremely privileged. I still am right now. Um, not saying I'm poor after the divorce. Uh, but I wanted to give back in some way. And she was like, why don't you start a scholarship? And I was like, here, I'm going to send you money and you do this, what you think you need to do. She was like, what about a scholarship? I was like, okay, but only if it helps trans sex workers. Like, the, I only wanted to help them because I'm so tired of us getting left out of everything. Like, you can get all this help unless you're a trans sex worker. So no, bitch. Now only trans sex workers can apply for this. Um, but it's a scholarship, not for college. It's for when people are transitioning, a lot of times if they want to take further steps in their transition, they need a letter from a licensed therapist or whatever to get either their uh, gender-confirming surgery or uh, sex change surgery for people who don't know or of like even just changing your name in some states, you need a letter. And Crystal is licensed to do so. Um, but that costs money. And there's a lot of people who like, especially trans sex workers do not have that kind of spare change. So if you apply for this and you meet the requirements, then I pay for it. <laughs> That's beautiful. She's so real for that. I mean, like I'm sucking God. dick for money, so I might as well give it back. And also like, I didn't come from money. Like I know the struggle. And like, I was lucky enough to have girls who were like, 
who gave me, they didn't help me out financially, but they gave me the information that I needed. There was a girl, Melania. She told me exactly where to go to get my name changed, how to do it, like how to kind of like beat the system at that time. And then when I got it done, she said, the only thing I want, the only thank you I want from you is to like pay it forward. Do the next trans girl that helps you. And I, that's always stuck with me. Don't gatekeep. It's beautiful. Right. Yeah. Also, and at that time when I had first started doing porn and to, like when I had started getting a name for myself in 2010, I was out here. And well, I was out in LA and I was at this club and I went to go see the only famous trans actress at the time, this white girl. And she was performing at this club. And then I went, I'm just, I'm sorry. It was like, just so they don't think it's like Angelica Ross or like Laverne. It was this other girl. I was so excited to meet this person. I idolized her and she treated me like complete fucking shit. And then like, I was in the only woman's stall at the time and she kind of harassed me and like not harassed me, but she like tormented me basically. And that stuck with me. And I was like, I never want to be that fucking cunt that like a girl who looks up to me or might not even looks up to me, a girl who hates me. I don't want to have, I don't want to have her running around acting like this and relaying that story being like, mm. and Domino Presley fucking tormented me. And she was a little fucking cunt. I'd rather it be like, she was amazing or like she was nice or like mm-hmm. she helped me with this or whatever. Like she wasn't who I thought she was going to be. Like, Domino Presley's a person. She's, yeah, I guess. Like a real person, not not, not some She's up an alien. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. She's a goddess. <laughs> yeah, no, like I like to pretend like I'm a huge cunt. I am a huge cunt. But like when it comes to trans people, I'm always team trans. Even if a trans girl doesn't like me. Would I'm you always... describe yourself as a hooker with a heart of gold? You know what? Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I like to call myself an escort, but <laughs> well, like right. no, now I'm just like retired. <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> As my ad goes up, Reti- we we got to pay the rent. We got to pay the rent. Retired until the right check, right? Well, like the thing is, like okay, so OnlyFans pays all of my bills, um, but then escorting pays for like my obsession with fashion <laughs> or like mm. escorting will pay for like music videos those are not mm. fucking cheap mm-hmm. no those are like anywhere from minimum ten thousand dollars the ones that i've done minimum ten thousand dollars like no bitch it's not cheap yeah, especially if you're making a pop music no video. no i absolutely yeah. understand you know how many dicks i had to suck to have the means of production so that i don't have to pay for a music video yeah <laughs> like bitch, all that shit that you guys see in the background and all the stuff that you don't see that's so i don't have to have a like hire a production company and spend ten thousand dollars i did the ten thousand dollar thing now i just gotta like Open up the camera and girl. And wait till do you have work. backup dancers, <laughs> backup dancers, choreographers. Oh. Uh, what is the other one that we have? <laughs> like hairstylists. Mm. If we don't want to do it oh. ourselves, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. But we're all so dra- like we're all former drag queens yeah. and showgirls, so we can think and do it ourselves. Mm. And it's man, does it cost money? Oh and my you got god, locations. So you got freaking equipment. Locations cost a lot. Yeah. And then locations, yeah, yes, location costs a lot. I shot in some like mini Tokyo. It's like inside of this whole studio. I got it because Jamie Foxx worked there. So I was like, if it's good enough for Jamie Foxx, it's good enough for Domino (laughs) Presley. And the girls. Would you like another one? I'll take one. Yeah. Girl, let's turn up. (laughs) I would drink, but I'm on a medicine. I can't drink. Okay. Poor girl. Yeah. But the, the, the pot doesn't do anything. No, not at all. It's fine. I mean, it gets me high. At least. <laughs> I was going to say, if it doesn't do anything, girl, what's wrong? What is this medicine? <laughs> Ew. What I'm saying is, at least you got that. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you do edibles ever? Yeah, edibles. Okay. I also do uh, shrooms sometimes. And I just got into acid. shrooms. Yeah. I ju- oh, acid? Really? I've never yeah, tried nice. that. I just got into shrooms. I, it was kind of life-changing. Definitely makes you a nicer person. <laughs> like, yeah. I, well, I microdose. I oh, know. no, no, totally, yeah. Absolutely. Microdoses, you know, I, I was around, like, 20, uh, 21. I was microdosing, like, regularly, like, every, every like, three days or so. I'm definitely a nicer person when I do it, and I feel more connected with, like, the the rest of Earth. I feel like it gives me just a little bit more oomph to take on the day. Like, it makes things a little bit sparklier, a little bit more Everything's colorful. Everything's so beautiful. Yeah. I can all of a sudden go out in, like, a crowded space and be like, oh, my God, you guys aren't complete fucking assholes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Music sounds a little bit better. It, you can almost see it. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Especially the wind is, like... Like sparkly, it feels tingly almost. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like the grass. It's a little, just you, like a little oomph. I'd do you say. do this? I got her onto it. I was like, "Why are you looking time. at us like you're like confused?" I, I, I am the lamest motherfucker in the party. She's super I'm the square. square. I'm super square. Yeah. I have two vices. They're tobacco and they are the alcohol. Um, I've the done alcohol. A, I've done. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's a character. <laughs> I've done a little pot. Never worked for me. Brain doesn't work that way. Not for me. Um, and I've never done any kind of psychedelics except for recently over the past, oh, I'd say, what, three years? Yeah. A little bit of microdosing on the mushrooms. 2021. And I got to say, I got to say, for a really square person that, like, doesn't partake with the drugs, it helps. It does. It helps. It does. It, helps. it really it helps. does. I like earth drugs. Earth drugs. Same. What yeah. does that mean? Drugs that came from the earth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Natural drugs. Natural. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So not LSD or LSD or. Well, yeah. Well, LSD is, I guess, a. Now, hold on. We can say. Hold on. A little bit of exception, right? (laughs) Earth drugs is also heroin because pop. Oh, wait. No. Yeah. It's opium, right? I don't want that. No opium. Heroin. No, no, no. Okay. So I used to do Coke. I still do every now and then if it's in front of parties, like yeah, the party drugs. So it's a little different. But like, I was married to someone who was an addict, and my sister is an addict, and my mom is an alcoholic and a pill popper. So like, I'm trying to be mindful of not like sticking on it. Sometimes I'm like sitting there smoking pot, and I'm like, "Bitch, you are so addicted to this." Mm. That's me with alcohol. I grew up with alcoholism in my family, a divorce, and all that stuff. And I'm the same way with alcohol because I'm like, I don't. I don't want to touch it too much. You have an aversion because of what happened. Past, yeah. Right. Yeah, growing up and seeing how nasty it can get. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had more more (laughs) of that. I feel like I was like, let me find out what my mom was feeling. And then I was like, let me crawl out of this. (laughs) Oh, I learned a lot from my mom. Mostly how to avoid shitty men. That's a good lesson. I've told my mom like things I've learned from her and she's a Leo. So she's like... Oh, of course, it's all my fault. Like, blah, 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 blah. Well, that's what you got to go to therapy for, honestly. How I much did your family Oh, my God. Well? I go to therapy so much. I go to therapy because of the people that won't go to therapy. Like, I am in therapy every other week. You do do therapy? Oh, my God, yes. For how long? Mm, okay, so it was actually blessed upon me when uh, I was married. It was our marriage counselor when he my ex-husband was in one of the many rehabs he was in. He, they, like, I guess... I don't even know because it was all a lie, but like we were, we ended up in marriage counseling and then I gained that therapist. We were there in that therapy. It was going great. And then I was watching a documentary on <laughs> the Boy Scouts and this boy was talking about how he had gotten 
we're going we're going to get real deep this boy had talked about how he had got molested this certain way and the way that he had said it was so like almost identical to a situation that had happened to me when I was a younger boy and the way it hit me like it I literally felt like I got run over by a truck like it, it knocked the wind out of me like I felt like I was going to have a panic attack and I hadn't had one of those in a long time and so I had told my husband at the time and he was like you should go see our therapist for like one-on-one. And I've been on one-on-one therapy ever since. So for like two years, three, two and a half, two and a half years. And I love it. Therapy's great. Everyone should be in it. That's great. It's something I'm still trying to get to. I'm still trying to find a good therapist. I have one for you in oh, Vegas. Really? I have one for you. I'll give him. Please I'll, pass. I will give you my, him? I will give you, it's a him. He's oh, Asian okay. and he's gay. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Good. I always like the queer element. And he's there. already dealt with me. So he kind of knows how to deal with trans people. Are you in therapy? Uh, no, I should be. I you? should be. It's great. I love it. She's like me. She's, try- she's like, we're trying to get to it. We're trying to, you know, put our asses I don't have, in that chair. <laughs> I don't have an aversion to it. Yeah. It's just, and I know that we have resources like the pineapple. You know, we have. I haven't tried that yet, so I don't know. I will have links in the description as you guys are checking this out because I do want to give anybody that's listening you know, access. Resources if they need them. Resources if they need them. But to keep the conversation moving along. Mm-hmm. So for the industry, we have this thing called a, a pineapple. And essentially what it does, because I've helped people get through it and use the pineapple system, it, pineapple will essentially put you in contact with a therapist that works on a sliding scale and you get about like six sessions out of it. And it's like, it's a means to like get you immediate help once you do the six sessions, do you want to continue? Once you continue and your six sessions are up, it, you're on your own. I've only gone through therapy once in my life, um, like paying for sessions. I paid for six sessions in Texas about 10 years ago in order to jump through hoops to get a fucking name change in Texas. This is why I have my scholarship. And it was it was it was the worst kind of therapy because I was I wasn't doing it to get therapy. I was doing it to jump through hoops to do a name change. Mm. Yeah, so I, I didn't even, even I didn't even get anything out of it because in my mind at that point getting help wasn't the thing. I was just trying to move on. Just move, move on and yeah. like and move and like forward. move forward, yeah. Yeah, move forward and in my transition and, and like make myself legal. Yeah. And have legal documentation. Yeah. Have somebody not so tell you by some I, fucking name. Yeah. So I was like when I sat with the therapist that I had, who I literally hired because they said they were LGBT friendly, I thought that if I'd gone through enough sessions that they would give a recommendation to the Texas board of such and such and then I would get a pass to get, but that wasn't, she had no fucking idea. Texas sucks. So I, I literally wasted like $800 worth of sessions. What I didn't know at the time was that I, I should have been there to actually do the sessions. And I was just playing the game. I, I'll spend $800 with this lady and then I'll get the F on my license. I'll get the name change. I'll get the thing. And it didn't happen. Girl, I am still a man named Jasmine. So, like, <laughs> in Georgia, they don't let you change that. God damn. Unless you have a vagina. Oh, man. That's how it is in Texas, too, actually. Yeah. I just want to impress the, like, importance of I should have been doing therapy mm-hmm. when I was actually trying to, like, I was just being pragmatic about trying to, you know, get to a goal. It turns out 
I didn't have to spend that fucking eight hundred dollars at all. I just I was fortunate enough to be born in California, and I went and I just hit up California's government, and I said, <laughs> "Well, can you just put an F on my birth certificate?" And they went, "Yes." And then because I had that birth certificate, I could put an F on my uh, passport, and then from that way forward, I could put an F on everything. So Texas I, had to respect it. Then I didn't have to go through that therapy quote-unquote therapy to like you know chase a uh, chase an ends to a means Mm -hmm. but i i still got to say i wish i had the wherewithal to utilize that therapy yeah i don't really even count like the hoops you have to jump through in therapy to be like actual therapy because you're like actually not talking about your issues you're just wanting to move forward you're just proving you're yourself (laughs) yeah absolutely i got lucky on that thing um i was in texas sure and i had um i just needed to get a therapist so i could get hrt letter right i got lucky and i got a blind therapist <laughs> bitch. so nice two sessions and she was like bitch i'm not holding you up i'm you're just girl okay. you're a woman what get out need? of here what do you need i can already see what you are here you go what do you need yeah she gave me the letter to give to someone i can already see what you are girl. <laughs> oh, girl. she couldn't even see but she could see what i <laughs> i could feel what you are i get it <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive back in on this. And I, I got to say, a part of the story that I left out was the money that I spent on uh, the breast surgery and the FFS and the Orky that I've had, the three major surgery I had, it meant so much more to get that letter of recommendation from the surgeon to get all of my, like, you know, accumulation and stuff changed. Like, I didn't have to spend the money on the therapist to do that. It turns out that there's one, one trans-friendly cosmetic surgeon in Texas. And because of the power of their recommendation as a doctor, I use that. Well, there's two. To, to they change, operate under the same building. Yeah, to change everything. But that still doesn't take away from the fact that I, I should have utilized the therapy. <laughs> therapy. And you paid $800 for pretty much nothing. I paid $50 a session for two sessions. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to say what I pay per session. <laughs> I know. I'm very lucky when it comes to that. But, you know, it's, Texas is a motherfucker, though. You have to it pay really out of your ass and then go to court and you have to have a vagina for all kinds of, you know, like any kind of change. The South is crazy. Yeah. The from, South is. Yeah. I'm from Anything on the Bible Belt. Right? Yeah, absolutely yeah. awful. Yeah. Uh, just real quick praise to Nevada, you know. Um, I went in, well, uh, I had to, we moved here four years ago. Uh I had to get, you know, my driver's license changed. And because I had gone through all the stuff that I did in Texas and made mistakes and realized that like my dumb fucking plastic surgeon could vouch for me and got all my shit changed again, it's, it's a lot of interwoven things. I was also fortunate enough to be born in California, so they don't give a shit. They'll take a note from a doctor. I got all that stuff. And then I go to the DMV with a Texas license that says mail. And because I've lived here for a year, I hand to him and I just sneak it in. I say, well, could could you put an F on my Mm -hmm. thing? You know, I go presenting. Yeah, I'm dolled up. I want to take a good picture for my license. I mean, when are you not presenting? You're right. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, but like I'm like I'm I'm like making the extra effort, you know. You're giving the doll fantasy. Right. <laughs> but I go there and the lady 
the difference between the South and like decent states like Nevada or California. I went up there and I said, "Could you? Sh- I'm female. Could you put the F?" And she went, "Um, well, do you have your birth certificate?" I went, "Yeah." She went. She just looked at it. She didn't even confer with anybody. She just went, "Oh, okay, F." And and that that was it. <laughs> so I got like the now I, my my birth certificate, my fucking passport, my driver's license, everything I'm super confirmed with. Nice. Yeah. You know, Congrats. It's yeah, lucky you. You yeah. can go to Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'd never do. Uh, I would <laughs> I will get arrested that's on site. Too, that's too risky. Murdered. That's too yeah. risky. Girl, I don't want to get murdered. <laughs> Terrible. That's not how I go out. No, no, not in Dubai. No, not in Dubai. Not murder. <laughs> I prepped you before the show and said that that this conversation is going to go in all kinds of different directions, and it literally has. But we're literally coming to the end, and I want to do a better segue because we didn't actually get to talk about the industry that much. Sorry, I have ADHD. No, 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 no worries, no worries. Um, I'm going to get into it a little bit, and then I'm going to bring us to the lead out, all right? So I'm going to do a hard left turn so that I can segue a little more easier later down the road. Hard left turn is you've been in the business. I've been in it for 17 years. You came two years after me, so you've been in it for uh, 15 years. Mm -hmm. Yes. I I need one story, one short story of something ridiculous that happened to you on set. Give me the horror story. Like a like bad. Like, no, no, no. It could be oh, funny. Yeah. It could be bad. Or as be traumatizing. W, it could be something where I'm like, you. I'm trying to think. They're not like my scenes are very boring usually. Like, but, <laughs> but but your your like your situation behind the scenes, like you felt triumph, or you're like fuck that thing that happened. Just something. Oh fuck fun. that thing that happened. Okay, sure. so I, all right, several. Oh my god, this one company, <laughs> girl. Here we go. Fuck that thing that happened. You got me, bitch. <laughs> There's this one website. You can say names. I'm not saying it because I want to shoot for them again because they pay well. <laughs> but I helped them start Except their company the up back in the, like, they didn't even have a name yet. And I helped them start some shit up. They weren't shooting any black models for a long time. They only had one. And so, like, I ran an agency for a little bit, like, just like a mom and pops agency, like, not accredited or anything like that. I represented some black models and I represented a lot of top model, like white, the, the top white models, because at that time, the only top models were white models. Um, and the black model had said to me, because she's been around for fucking ever. So like she was saying, have you noticed that there's I'm the only black girl on the site? It's like X. It, it makes me feel this kind of way. I've mentioned it to them and they never said anything. And I was like, well, email them again. Show me your email. After you send it, she emails them again. I was like, did they say nothing or did they say anything? She was like, nothing. Sends me exactly what she says. So I email the company literally within five minutes had a response. And I was like, don't apologize to me. You need to apologize to her. So then I had to hold. Basically, I held all the models of mine from this company for until they had an X amount of black models on their website. That in itself is ridiculous to me that like that took 
somebody who was not black to bring it up to them to make that happen. Other things that fucking sucked in this industry that happened. We had this one guy who was tall and bald. Like, I'm all over the place. Sorry, I'm really stunned. Um, we had that one bald guy that was in the industry forever. Like, oh, fuck that guy. Like, yeah. he's been around forever just doing crazy ass yeah. shit to these people. And, like, there's certain producers who will get on Twitter and, like, bump their gums or, like, rage tweet about, like, this girl's this kind of thing. She's a predator, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why is they're not the same energy behind the men who are doing this to the girls. Like you got to protect us, not just mm-hmm. like slander, uh, not like not slander us, but like throw us under the bus. Whenever there's one girl who does something bad, like I need that same energy with the men who are doing this. Cause most of these men still live or like work in this fucking industry. Most of them still work. And the girls that they fucking preyed upon don't work anymore because these guys are the ones that the men are kissing their ass to in this industry. I think that's fucked up. What else do I think is fucked up? <laughs> Well, I mean, you're the biggest reason behind them cutting that fucker out of the T awards, because uh, what you said. Well, <laughs> I said that I said I said what I said. Oh, I got it saved. I edited. I have here. the whole video of the whole fight on stage and everything. We're I not going to say that, that person's name, but when that girl came up on me on stage, what I realized afterwards watching the video that got cut out of it is they can't hear what she's saying to me. They could hear what I was saying because I had a microphone in my hand, so it kind of just looked like I was being a bitch to this fucking bitch. But really, this bitch was saying some crazy ass shit to me. And all I kept thinking in my head was like, I know stories about you being kind of away with your girlfriends. And I was like, is this how you talk to your fucking girlfriends? Like, no, like, bitch, sitting in my face like, you're not that girl, Domino. You're not that girl, Domino. I was like, are you trying to trigger me? Like, you are not going to make me feel like I'm not that girl in that dress. Like, (laughs) Speaking about... This particular dude, uh, you, you're talking to the yeah. the very same people. I know. Started the, performer speak out. The performer yeah. speak out campaign. I love it. I like when I go to our DMs, that's like the first thing we were DMing about. <laughs> and it, we all know there's problems. And this has come up in the podcast. And I, Fabulous. I, I think the, oh, yeah. the lay of the land, the, especially like our audience and just like the people that we have on the podcast, we all get what's going on mm-hmm. and we know what the problems are. A lot of it has been taken care of, but there's still much more work to be done. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like yeah. final solution. Mm. I still think, you know, uh, Jamie, I might cut this out what I'm about to say, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, outside of that, outside of that final solution, yeah. I will say this. Um, Beat his- <laughs> <laughs> Deserves it. He's done it enough to, other, to, to women in the industry. Uh, yeah, everyone yeah. hates. Keep yeah. that. Uh, to whoever's going to see this yeah. in the future, we're going to keep everything legal. We're gonna, I'm, I'm just going to tamp it down there. Some stuff is just behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, Knuck if you buck, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say this. I'm going to segue from everything that you've just shared. <laughs> and you know what's also fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking segue to this. To this. Because we we got about we got about six minutes before our technical gear gets wonky. What are three pieces of advice that you'd give the up and comers in this industry with your fifteen years experience? It can be as a model, as a producer, as a as an agency, or there's no wrong answer. Okay, so as a model, if you're new and you're coming in. Don't expect to get rich overnight. Don't expect to like blow up overnight. But also like you can get as famous as you put the work in. So like if you want to be super famous, you need to work your ass off to be super famous. You need to shamelessly promote yourself. Even when people are telling you you're not that girl, you're that girl. Keep promoting yourself. Always ask for more money. 
they have a budget. They have bigger budgets. There's always room for if she asks for more money. Always ask for more money. Ask for more, and if they say no, then be like, okay, what will you pay? Negotiate with them. Get as much money as you can from these motherfuckers who are making money off of your trans body. Second thing, don't do scenes that are going to perpetuate a fucking horrible narrative for us. Mm -hmm. And if you are going to do those scenes, because I still do them sometimes, but I don't find out because I don't read the script until I get there, you have to... Use your voice to educate these stupid-ass directors, some stupid-ass directors, and tell them why this is not a good scene because it's it. you doing this scene is perpetuating these people out on the streets asking this and thinking that trans people actually like this when in fact they don't and they fucking hate it. So quit asking us to do it because every time you do, you're reminding us of our past selves, or like a lot of us. Or like be okay with a bitch who doesn't talk. Let's give a definitive number two. If you don't like the makeup artists at these places, don't let them do your fucking makeup. These places don't hire real makeup artists. They hire a cis woman who does her own makeup. She is not a makeup artist. Unless she has a makeup artist degree, certificate, whatever, she went to school for makeup, she's not a makeup artist. Get a drag queen, get your gay friend, get a transsexual who knows how to do her makeup. Also, transsexual is not a bad word. Transsexual just means you're more into your transness with your surgeries than the other ones. That doesn't take anything away from your transgenderness. But you leave my transsexual ass alone with my transsexualisms right right and number three don't shoot with christian there you go we can all stand behind that like girl that he's not gonna make you a star that's a lie <laughs> he thinks i'm obsessed with him i'm obsessed with girls not being fucked over that i'm not obsessed with you homie you did like i'm not obsessed with you i'm obsessed with girls not fucking themselves over and doing better we need to do better and be better and get rid of him Absolutely. Do not shoot with Christian. The uh, <laughs> anywhere from the eight hundred to fourteen hundred dollars he's going to promise you, it's not worth it to be abused. One, mm-hmm. to have your professional name besmirched because he's black. I mean, he's a black sheep. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like we all like. Oh, you shot with Christian. I guess you're willing to do anything. And like no. we we can we can kind of have this thought of like thinking less of a performer because they gave in but that's not fair hold on that's not fair because a lot of folks come into this industry that just want to they don't understand so especially the new girls which is the ones he preys off of yeah so you have to recognize naive and he preys off of people being naive and they just want to be in a scene they just want to they need to make rent they need that eleven hundred dollars that's promised but it's going to fuck you every time and you don't want to. You don't want your name attached, especially when you're young. You got so much, so many years ahead of you. You don't want your name to be attached to somebody that is an abusive motherfucker. Don't besmirch your name. Take the loss. Don't do the scene. Find another way to make money. Just like dive out of that. Don't fucking work with Christian. A lot of girls are like, well, he's like the only one sticking up for trans people. Bitch, if you know what he said about trans people behind the closed doors, he's friends with mm. like, he's best friends with, or like he's, I don't think he has a best friend. He's friends with certain people. And <laughs> the, good thing, the good thing, like I'm friends <laughs> with like everybody. So is, everybody relays everything. The thing so is, I'm like, he said that. The people that speak his good graces immediately find out in their DMs. Yeah. What a piece of shit he is. Well, like, I feel um, like the only people who really support him are misogynistic men. Even like, oh yeah, even, oh, even bitches who trans transition you have that misogynistic yeah, male thing uh, where if you're supporting him girl you are just as bad as him i'm gonna say it now now i'm getting hot uh, uh, christian as an entity is rape culture personified absolutely girl, yes yeah 
Absolutely. And we have to recognize, too, that some of the girls who shoot with him are just desperate and they are being took advantage of. Even if he's not like directly abusing you, you you know that you, you, need, you need to realize that abusers don't just abuse everybody because they can't continue on then. They'll be picky and choosy about who oh, they can't yeah. <laughs> like dancing. No, 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 no. Okay, no. I, li- I like what you said here because there's much to be said. Now, I'm Absolutely. fucking hot about Christian. Yeah, right now, hold yeah. on. He will give preferential treatment to people that he thinks will like bolster his name, bolster his name, and take advantage. And then those same people say, "Well, he didn't. He didn't do anything to me. Who the fuck? Yeah, he didn't do anything to me." It's one thing to perpetuate a fantasy, right, and say dumb shit, you know, to get people to open their wallets and let them jerk off and have a fun time, and they go back to their day. Okay, we, we, uh, you, that's we're in the business of fantasy. Christian literally had a blog way back in the day, this is around 2008, called Christian Fucks Them All. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I was all over that. <laughs> yep. With the suitcases. Yeah. And, yeah, and the got thing me is, too. and the thing my is. My first set. That, yeah. That, <laughs> always. It's mm-hmm. always your first oh, set. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he will contact the directors and be like, oh, she's shooting her first set? Let me be the hardcore. Let me be the hardcore. Or at least before he got blackballed from all the companies. That's not a fantasy. No. That is a narcissist. This is an industry that has, like... No, uh, there's no HR department. There's no safety net for anybody. It's it's just a bunch of fuckers just shooting stuff. And the person with like the coolest looking logo gets the most attention, you know? Fucking Christian did that. Christian fucks them all. That is the hugest red flag. If And it's we only see it as a red flag in hindsight because he's been so egregious as abusing people. It could have been just a fantasy blog that he made because people, if he was a nice guy behind the scenes, we go, oh, yeah, Christian fucks them all. We love Christian. He fucks them all. Yeah. But that's not what it was. It's Christian fucks them all. Okay. I'm here to rape everybody. <laughs> fucks them all. That's Literally. Christian. Literally. His whole thing was, with Christian fucks them all, like, like he didn't ask me. I was digging through my bag to get an outfit out, and he just came over and started taking, hold on, stay right there, take a picture. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be great for my blog. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is it's good not, for it's me, It's like, right? ask questions later. Yeah, this it's is like, good for me, now, right? ask later. Oh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. It's not good for you. Any, do not shoot with Christian. At, <laughs> At the very least, you will avoid a headache. At the most, you're going to avoid being raped, abused, taken advantage of. Hopefully, he's a person now. But like, I'm not. I don't, I don't know. know. I've heard some things recently too. So. See, that's awful. Yeah. That's yeah. No, actually, when I was on Facebook, there was this group called the Fish Tank, and I was in it, and I would just listen to all these fucking horror stories, and I'd be like, they would literally say in the comments, "Where's Domino? Where's Domino?" And then I'd come <laughs> in, and I'd be like, "Are you fucking stupid? Like, <laughs> did you not see what I said last week?" <laughs> Um, I, I will uh, say this, and I'm going to – I have to rein it in because we don't have oh, any come more on. minutes. <laughs> well, because all the gear is going to shut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to okay. lose everything. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say this. Uh, it took a long time for an industry like Stalwart to, like, recognize – and I've had arguments with this company. It's, it's Groovy, and it's Steven. Right. It took a long time for Steven to catch up. And again, this ties back to like Crystal and her influence to mm-hmm. help, you know, whittle Steven's opinion down. If it weren't for Crystal, things might have been a lot worse. But because of Crystal's influence and because 
there are folks that are loud and proud about standing against abuse. Stephen eventually catches up. I said it on a previous podcast. Stephen's always about five years behind. Oh, completely. Girl, five. He's always about five years 20. behind. But, 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 but always I, I say that first. to say this. But I love Stephen. He's I, my daddy. It's the yeah. business first, and then humanity has to catch up. Exactly. I say that to say this. I was told after, uh, as of the time of this recording, the previous uh, T Awards, I got a direct email from Stephen, and I've, he and I have gone back and forth for years. He said, we're not, we're not, we're, I just want you to know, Jamie, we're not going to have Christian be a part of anything. Do you want to know why that awards. happened? I, I can bet it has something to do with you and that on fucking stage thing that it whole moment sure did Absolutely. i said you don't ever want a shit show like that again well what i said was imagine the presenter had been one of his victims and he had won oh right that's just totally true steven yeah. caught up with i said that's on you boo steven caught up with which way the winds blow yeah you know but i'll say like whatever steven wants i'll do like as long as i keep that job please thank you <laughs> like it's my favorite job that just looks uh, so desperate. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. You gotta, you gotta secure the back. Right? I just really love that job because it's like... It's secure. I don't even know. Like, every year I'm like, oh my God, they're not gonna hire me next year. And then everyone's like, they're totally gonna hire you. I'm like, you never know. Steven will change his mind last minute. I don't care how famous I get. I'm always gonna host that for the same amount of price or for the same price that I've been doing it since the first time I've been doing it. I'm never gonna write. Like, I just really love being in that environment, being around all the girls and speaking to the girls and like seeing how much it's changed. Every year there's this like new like group of it bitches and you're just like, bitch, this is it. This is your high school. Like, I feel like not the principal, but like the vice principal watching all the kids get older. I'm like, oh. Every three years, there's a new batch. Oh, I every love them. Every three years. I love them. And they just get better and nicer every year. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From my experience. With that being said, <laughs> Domino Presley, thank you so much for being on the Approximate Podcast. Thank you for having me. Fuck thank yeah. You coming through legend. Icon. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Icon. Get it legend, right. Hero. The Shiro. <laughs> yeah. Jinx. <laughs> and to all of our listeners and to everybody that's watching, uh, everybody, turn to your cameras and say thank you. Wave goodbye because thank you so much. Because if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be doing this at all. Thank you so much th- that we get to give this information to you. We love you so much. And with that being said, goodbye from the Approxima Podcast.